Hey everyone, welcome into another episode of Real Sports Talk. Hope everyone is doing well. Today I'm going to continue to talk about teams and their season outlook. And, you know, I'll get into some of the new players this team has and what impact it will have on the quarterback. So, that being said, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals were 5-10-1 last year. They drafted Kyler Murray, number one overall, from Oklahoma. Kyler Murray had a good season, really good season. Threw for over 3,000 passing yards. 20 TDs, 12 picks, had about 500 yard rushing, rushing yards, four rushing TDs. The Cardinals, as a team, were good at times, and at other times they weren't so good. Larry Fitzgerald. Future Hall of Famer receiver. Being there for all these years. Leading the receiving corps. He has really made an impact on a lot of players on that team. His leadership. And his ability to just get everybody to be comfortable and buy in to the culture of the Cardinals. Cardinals have always been towards the bottom of their division. They've had some success, but their front office at times has been very impatient. And what I mean by that is that in the previous year, before they hired Cliff Kingsbury, they only gave Steve Wilkes a year. And they didn't do so well, and there wasn't any progress from the team on both sides of the ball. But the front office has been through some changes and decision making that you would wonder what they were thinking in the first place. But they went ahead and, you know, hired Cliff Kingsbury last year from Texas Tech. Cliff Kingsbury has worked with several quarterbacks that we know on a certain level before he got this head coaching position. You know, Baker Mayfield he worked with a couple of years. Johnny Manziel which turned out to be a bust anyways, but you know, you have Case Keenum. So Chris Kingsbury has been a known of a guy who knows offense really, really well. And, you know, he, he brought that to Texas Tech, and they were one of the best offenses in the league in terms of the plays they would run and how they would be. So, him and Kyler Murray, a match that the Cardinals wanted to make happen. And 
this past season, you know, Cliff Kingsbury has ups and downs as a coach. There were times when you felt like he knew what he was doing, and other times you were questioning whether or not the stage was too big for him, that he, his level of style wasn't translating to the NFL. Seeing how the 49ers, the Seahawks have been, the Cardinals recognize the fact that they really need to get a quarterback that could push their team further, make the most out of their team, and Kyler Murray's provided that spark to them. He won some games late. Played really well at times. Show that poise and accuracy that we saw from him throughout his time at Oklahoma. Especially towards the end of that season. So, Kyler Murray is one of those up-and-coming quarterbacks who's really exciting. His future is promising. And the Cardinals are doing everything they can to make him have that jump to the next level. They have Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, Larry Fitzgerald. And they made one of the biggest moves in this free agency period by trading for DeAndre Hopkins. Now DeAndre Hopkins situation in Houston was really interesting, to say the least. Bill O'Brien still don't know why he was thought he could do that kind of move. Him being the GM and all, not even giving a sense or, or too thought about this. All he thought was, let me just acquire draft picks. We don't have a draft pick, so I'll trade the best player on my team away. And the Cardinals gladly took him. And now you add DeAndre Hopkins with Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Kenny and Drake, the running back. And you look at this team on offense, they're really going to be explosive if they can juggle right away. They had an offense that couldn't always stretch the field as much last year. Fitzgerald was a primary guy, and he does always what he does best, make the catches that we think he'll always make. And the Cardinals, throughout last season, just struggled to keep winning games consistently. Their defense struggled at times. And you never saw them quite win those games that they could always win. Now they've always been competitive against the Seattle Seahawks and the Rams. 49ers. So seeing how well they can make that more of a competitive atmosphere should be interesting to see. We have to be mindful of the fact that now with Chris Kimberry having another season under his belt, Kyle Murray under his belt, the Cardinals are going to take a jump. They could be one of those Cinderella teams this year. Just seeing how they've been able to put the pieces around Kyler Murray 
you expect the production of Kyler Murray to go up with DeAndre Hopkins there now. A threat that's consistent, catching passes, making plays. And the biggest thing for Kyler Murray is being healthy. Being healthy, being able to make throws, not get injured, and to make the most around him. Kenny and Drake, the running back, you know, he came on from Miami, he was traded for, and he really provided a spark, finishing very strong in the 2019 season. Had some really good games. And you expect him to continue to improve and be better. I look at their defense. And on defense, you know, you're going to have Patrick Peterson back healthy. Robert Alford, their cornerbacks. Now, Peterson has been a pro bowler for the past eight seasons with the Cardinals. He's approaching the age of 30 now. And as we know, as we get closer and closer to the age of 30, the play starts to decline. Now, Peterson did miss six games last year, I believe, due to PEDs. And so when he came back, he wasn't the same. Struggled to make an impact. So their defense as a whole really didn't have a whole lot of success. They hope to change that this season. Just not only will Chandler Jones be back, Peterson will be back, Alpha will be back, but they've added Isaiah Simmons, who they drafted in this year's draft. Isaiah Simmons is a great versatile linebacker from Clemson. He is going to instantly help that defense, in my eyes be more of a threat to offenses be able to slow down teams in the middle of the field not to mention that their new defensive coordinator is Vance Joseph who has a very good record coaching defenses in the NFL so you look at what they have on defense and Peterson and Alford, Chandler Jones. Their defense is going to be better in a lot of areas. And we should probably expect to see better offensive line play from the Cardinals, which has been one of their weaknesses as a team. Being able to keep Kyler Murray upright, giving him the ability to make plays and extend plays, that's going to do wonders for this offense. And the Cardinals should be more better in terms of how they're able to get the most out of their receiving corp. You want to see a lot of, of guys step up, be able to make plays, because there's a good chance that DeAndre Hopkins will be focused on a lot, 
and he still makes great catches and adjustments, even being double covered. But it's really going to be up to someone like Christian Kirk and Isabella to make the jump this year in terms of being able to make plays. They have to be consistent because the Cardinals were not consistent last year. A lot of games that they could have won just came down to execution and coaching. So with the year two, with Cliff Kingsbury, you expect to see Kyler Murray be more more in tune with the offense, be able to win games consistently. They will struggle still being that division because the Niners are still going to be at the top of the team in that division. The Seattle Seahawks aren't going anywhere. The Rams are going to be just as good, if not better, I think. They'll bounce back this season. So Cardinals have a lot of things going in the direction where they're really going to have to compete well, and it's going to come down to Kyler Murray. How well can he play as a 22-year-old quarterback going to a second NFL season? And how will he be able to click with DeAndre Hopkins early on? to be able to put up a lot of points. But you see an improved level of play from him where you expect him to throw for the same amount of yards but be able to have more wins this season. That's going to be key. Looking at their schedule, you know, they'll start off at the 49ers. They'll play Dallas on the road. They'll be home against Buffalo, at Seattle, you know, they'll have Philly. So, they're going to play a lot of teams that are above 500 records. And we have to see if they can show some sign of progress. Because looking at their, their team as a whole, a lot of teams are not going to be able to see them fully until they actually start winning games and develop their chemistry. Now, I think, I think Kyle Murray is going to be a good quarterback. Whether or not Chris Kingsbury will be the head coach for his development going forward, it really depends on this season. Because the moves they've made, the moves that they've made this season, they're all in on trying to give Kyler Murray the ability to lead them to keep them relevant and the Cardinals haven't been that way for a while so changing that they went you know ahead and they've added pieces on defense in the free agency period they've made their offensive line better in a lot of areas I think you'll see new styles and adjustments made by Cliff Kingsbury because teams figured out a lot of his offense last year and they weren't you know they weren't a really a great offense at times last year having the extra possessions on defense is going to be important Patrick Peterson has to return to the level of excellence that he was playing at. He's got to be at the top of his game 
for the Cardinals defense to make any noise this year. So, looking at what the Cardinals are, are facing this season, what you really want to see from the Cardinals, is in my view, is you just want to see Kyler Murray continue to ascend as a quarterback, put the Cardinals in the, at least a conversation among those teams that could make the playoffs. Do I think they'll make the playoffs this year? Looking at their schedule, I do not. Even though they have DeAndre Hopkins... I just don't see them being able to win those games on the road because they are a different team when they come when they play outside that dome. And I just think that they're going to struggle at times. I could them see them be better. I could see them maybe be eight and eight, nine and seven. But I don't think that'll be enough to get into the NFC playoffs. With the teams that are already there, returning with the same continuity. I could see the Cardinals going 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7, and seven, just missing the playoffs. They still have ways to go in terms of being a team who can put a consistent level of good play on the field. Their defense will be much better this year. But Kyler Murray is the one who's going to be deciding where this team goes. How they're going to be. And if he's able to develop that connection with Hopkins that Sean Watson had with him. And the Cardinals will put up a lot of points be in the hunt for a lot of games but the key to the Cardinals being successful is being able to close games this season because they weren't able to close a lot of games out they ended up losing some leads got outmatched early so can Cliff Kingsbury in his second year be more smarter make those decisions can he be a better person himself his continued work with Kyler Murray is going to be key for the Cardinals. They will give the teams in their division a problem. The games are always competitive, no matter what you say about each division. The NFC West, AFC West, you know. These divisions and stuff, they're always competitive. NFC East. So you'll see a lot of uh, good play from the Cardinals, I think, this season. I expect Kyler Murray to have the same kind of season he had last year. Maybe more touchdowns. But I see them going 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven at best. And the one thing that's going, going in their direction that's good is that they will be getting younger and younger as a team. So as long as they're able to stay on course, keep everybody healthy, continue to help in the development of Kyler Murray. The Cardinals have a good chance to sneak in there, maybe. But we have to see how well Cliff Kingsbury is going to be this season because 
whatever they have done in the off season and what they're going to be doing this season you have to see how much Cliff Kingsbury can can get out of this roster will they buy in to his coaching style more this season than they did the previous year so let's keep an eye on Kyle Murray and the Cardinals exciting team on the rise and if they're able to improve on their record this season then things will be in going in the right direction for them so then so the next team that I want to get into and talk about are the New York Jets the New York Jets have been a team that's their roster their front office has changed I would say over the past couple of years they've been looking for a franchise quarterback they finally may have one at last and Sam Darnold Sam Darnold was a third overall pick in the 2018 NFL draft a couple of spots after Baker Mayfield Sam Darnold has the potential to be a great quarterback. A quarterback that could make the Jets even better than they were during the Mark Sanchez days. Looking at this team and how they were last year, 7 and 9. One of the things that really affected this team's ability to succeed and be successful at at times was you know staying healthy and playing consistent all the way through. Jets were 7 and 9 last year. They started out 1 and 4, I believe. They were 1-7 in their first 8 games, and then they won 6 of their last 7. So, they finished 7-9, and nine. there were a couple of games during this past season where you thought they might still be mathematically alive, and then they ended up losing to Cincinnati, which kind of took them out of that, but besides the point, the Jets have been trying to get back to the level they used to be trying to reach the postseason again the last time they were in the postseason was 2010 and the roster that's changed over the years is pretty significant you know Todd Bowles was the head coach of the Jets prior to Adam Gase and during that time I would say a lot of contracts were given a lot of expectations were put on the Jets and they weren't able to get it done and it's just part of being where they are in the division they were they were they have been in they just really struggled to win games not because you know their players were bad or anything but the surrounding the sporting cast the constant change 
overpaying for some some free agents that helped them in the short term, but you know, long term didn't really help out. So, what's different about the Jets this time around, heading towards the 2020 season? Well, for starters, you can look at the fact that there's more of a better skill set of players compared to 2018. In 2018, Sam Darnold didn't have much to work with, in my view. He didn't have a whole lot to work with. And they didn't have a head coach who could really get anything good at the offense. Tobles and that defense were exceptional at times. But then you had players not living up to their contracts. One of those players, Tremaine Johnson. You know, big money was thrown his way. He wasn't really able to be the same player after that. And Darnold. You know, showed progression. He went four and nine in the game, in his first year, and he had some good moments. You know, he had a couple of late game-winning drives, and he's continued to progress as time has gone on. He threw 17 touchdowns and 15 interceptions in his first year, and then he, you know. This past season, he threw 19 touchdowns and 13 picks. So Darnold, being the way that he has started to come along, he has shown the poise and the ability to lead the Jets. I would say that compared to Mark Sanchez, he is much, much better. Because he he has the arm, he has the prototypical size his qualities his skill set can be compared to Aaron Rodgers but he still has a long way to go to get to that level so as a starter his record is 11 and 15 and like I mentioned there have been a lot of changes to this roster over the year Mike McKagan previous GM was given the responsibility of getting Darnold, all these weapons and the defense making it exceptional. So, you know, they went out and they they got C.J. Mosley, Avery Williamson, Brian Poole, and the biggest free agent signing prior to this 2019 season was Le'Veon Bell. Now, Le'Veon Bell had sat out the 2018 season due to wanting to get a better contract. And he thought that by sitting out and not playing for the Steelers, he would be able to do that. And the Jets, knowing that he was going to come in a free agent, they, they decided to go after him and pursue him knowing that they needed their running game to be to be great as well. It helped Sam Darnold in year two. 
So they signed Le'Veon Bell. And at the same time, they had just, you know, fired Todd Bowles as coach. And Adam Gase was named head coach of the New York Jets. Now, Adam Gase didn't do so well as a coach in Miami. Or he didn't get enough of time to prove himself to be a good coach in Miami. But he was primarily hired because of his ability to work with quarterbacks. Most notably Peyton Manning. An offensive mind who knows offense well. They hired Adam Gase. Now, the power struggle that happened after that, whether people like to admit it or not, it just seemed like Mike McCagnan and Adam Gase never got off on the right foot. And the Jets did something very unusual that I haven't really seen. And maybe it's not done all the time, but, you know, they went ahead and they let McCagnan get and spend all this money in free agency. And he spent it on Mosley, Le'Veon Bell, players who helped him win. But then soon after that, you know, he was relieved of his duties. There was a notion out there that Adam Gase didn't, you know, didn't like having high-priced players and and those kind of things. And I, I don't know if that's true. I, I, I doubt that's true. But it was being perceived at that time that, you know, they weren't getting along and there had to be some kind of change, different direction to go into. So, you know, out went McCagnin, came in Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas working for Philadelphia under Hobby Roseman, having a connection with Gase. You know, so Adam Gase was, got his hand-picked GM. I put it in nicely. I put it in nicely. Everything kind of came together in terms of, you know, the Jets got a GM who knew Adam Gase really, really well. And they started building this roster and shaping this roster a certain way. They brought on Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator. Knowing how well he's been able to coach defense and make the most out of any roster that doesn't have a ton of skilled players. Greg Williams was hired as defensive coordinator. Known for getting players to play, you know, at the highest level with exact blitzes and you know pass rushing and schemes and all those kind of things. The Jets' defense this past year they were ravaged by injuries. I would say they didn't have C.J. Mosley after the first game after injury, and they didn't have Avery Williamson. A linebacker so the Jets you know were missing some pieces on defense and just looking at how they started off this past season there were a lot of question marks about how well could they really do as an offense because they had Le'Veon Bell now after a year of not playing football it's hard for any running back to capture its magic. 
his magic, you know, his ability to really get between the tackles and make plays. And Le'Veon Bell had a really tough year. He wasn't able to have the same kind of success that he had in Pittsburgh. And people were questioning, well, why is Adam Gase not using Le'Veon Bell more? Why isn't Bell trying to change his game style? Le'Veon Bell has always been a player who loves to kind of see the blockers get the lanes open and then he bursts through and that's how he's made a living in Pittsburgh but he struggled to really get into a rhythm all season long and that affected Sam Darnold to a certain extent as well because Sam Darnold you know he played the first game but then he got he got mono which was an unfortunate thing that happened so he missed you know some games there and you know Bell having to be the one to kind of be a let's say the focal point of an offense or trying to give him the ball didn't really work out as much they had tried to use a committee of running backs with Montgomery and Josh Adams and Bilal Powell but the Jets running game was not good they ranked 31st, I believe, in runoff and run, you know, running this past season. So that wasn't working for the Jets really, really well. They were losing games. Darnold getting more and more into the system of Adam Gaze, trying to learn the way he coaches, you know, his style of, of plays that he wanted to run. Darnold, you know... Has ups and downs, but he showed good mobility. He had good mobility, and he had a good ability to just extend plays and really give the Jets chances in some games that they're able to win. He developed great chemistry with Robbie Anderson, Ryan Griffin. Crowder. So he was able to make the most out of the weapons he was given to him. And, you know, he did have one of those down moments that any quarterback has. And there was a game against the Patriots on Monday Night Football where he threw, like, I don't know, three interceptions or something like that. And, you know, he was mocked about like he, he he said he was seeing ghosts and people kind of like were saying like trying to make, make fun of that and you know that wasn't a good look but Darnold just not having the greatest protection as well in terms of the old line that affected his ability to really you know succeed and play well he was sacked I want to say maybe 52 54 times last year he was up there amongst of being one of the most sacked quarterbacks this past season. Their offensive line struggled. They had a lot of different combinations, injuries. They never had a solid offensive line, and that affected Le'Veon Bell. That affected Sam Darnold and their ability to produce on the field.
one of the bright spots on the Jets for the past two seasons, along with Sam Darnold, is Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is an all-pro safety. Really, from the get-go, was a day-one starter, playing with Marcus May. And Jamal Adams has been able to, you know, make a name for himself and be mentioned among the top, you know, safeties in the league. The situation that he is going through right now with the Jets, it's a very complicated situation. While Darnold is the future of this team and the Jets are thinking about paying him as well in the long term, the Jets have struggled to keep some of their players who perform really, really well. Now, in Jamal Adams' case, the Jets' defense is not going to be the same without him. They need him to be part of their defense this year. Now, he's gone public talking about wanting out, being traded to a team of his destination, and all that. Joe Douglas had said that he wanted to make Jamal Adams Jeff for life, give him the ability to you know, stay here long term, and, and they're not in any rush because he still has a couple of years on his contract. See, now, when it comes to players and the way they, they outperform their contracts, a rookie contract is like one of the best things for owners to manage because they don't really have to worry about that player until after a couple of years. In Jamal Adams' case, he's been really adamant about this because he wants to take care of, of himself, make sure that he's financially secure and then able to play in the event of an injuries. Now the Jets are probably going to stand on their ground, not going to do anything right now. Will he play this season? I do expect Jamal Adams to play this season. I don't think he'll start missing games when it actually comes down to it. I think he will want to play this season because we don't know what's going to happen with the NFL season at this moment. We're all expecting it to go off on time, and I hope so as well. But Jamal Adams is trying to secure his future. And most people probably have heard this or haven't heard this, but one of the possible factors for Jamal Adams pushing for this now is that because he knows that it's very hard to get huge NFL money these days. His father played running back for the New York Giants. And I believe the rookie year... You know, his father, George Adams, had played really, really well. And then into the second season, he suffered an unfortunate you know, injury in practice. And, you know, that affected him in terms of not being able to get a huge time contract from the Giants. Now, he was one, one of many running backs during that time, but he wasn't able to get uh, the money and the, the financial security that most players would get. So Jamal Adams is looking out for himself. He's an all-pro safety. I think he he's important to the Jets. I think the Jets have to be very careful about how they communicate with him because it, from to me it seems like that 
Joe Douglas is trying to navigate this team, shape this roster, see what he has first in front of him before paying the big money. And definitely COVID-19 has played an impact on a lot of teams deciding not to extend their stars to long-term contracts. And I think Jamal Adams is under that category. I think he's going to get paid. I think if he's he's able just to handle it a little bit better in terms of not speaking about it as much and not tweeting support for the Patriots and all those kind of things and not just kind of keeping a low profile, keep doing whatever he's doing, keep his body in good shape, I think the Jets are going to give him a contract. Now, what his value would be, I don't know. I don't think he's going to get paid more than the quarterbacks is getting. That That's for sure. He could get upwards of 15 or $16 million as possible. But the Jets have a lot of things on their plate. And they have to be able to work with him wisely. I don't think they want to lose a player like him. How, how do I see this play now? I don't think the Jets will trade him until later in the season. And what I mean by that is that the Jets are in a position where they see something from, let's say, the safety that they drafted, Ashton Davis, or they see enough of Marcus May. If they feel like they can get the best offer for him, the best pieces for him, then they should do it. But I don't see him getting traded before the start of the season. I think he's going to have to play this year out. No matter the circumstances, if he's going to miss games, it's going to be a big loss for him. And not because I'm, I'm saying that because of... Just in general, if he's, if he's missing games and he wants to be one of the best players to play in the game, you got to be able to show up on the field. So... I think the situation will, will kind of calm down, relax a little bit. If he doesn't show up to play for the Jets, I think their defense, with the pieces they've added, they can still be a, a good defense. But as of right now, Jamal Adams really has to think about seeing what the Jets are trying to do. They can win. They can give him the contract. They want he wants, but it's on their terms, and you know he should be mindful of the fact that Joe Douglas is doing usual business, which is NFL GM is doing usual business right now. A lot of GMs like to talk about their players and kind of asking about what's out there for them. And I think one thing that Jamal Adams didn't appreciate was that his name was mentioned this past season in trade rumors to the Cowboys. So if Joe Douglas is doing that, he's doing that because that's his responsibility to be a GM and, and do that. So Jamal Adams can just kind of keep a low profile, see what the Jets do, how things shape out as season approaches, then I think he'll be, he'll be in a good spot. And they should definitely try to keep him at all costs. Now, looking at what they have coming up this season, Adam Gase is in year two. There's a lot of pressure on Adam Gase to really get Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, and this whole offense to be playing really, really well. A lot of you know, analysts 
don't consider the Jets a serious team. And I think that is going to only change if Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell help change that. Adam Gase has to change that. Now, one of the good things that Douglas did this offseason is he went out and got Sam Darnold protection on the O-line. Like I mentioned before, the Jets struggled to protect the quarterback last year. They did not do a good job at all. They had a lot of injuries, combinations of starters, and it didn't help at all. So Joe Douglas, you know, signed a bunch of free agents on the O-line on a, a year or two deal. And one of the things that he did this draft was not go after like the most exciting, shining player. He went after a player who could be a foundational piece for years to come. That is Makai Becton from Louisville. A massive offensive lineman. He's been praised for his skill sets and what he can do and how you can block. And he's going to protect Sam Darnold really, really well, I think, this season. On top of that, they added another offensive lineman, Cameron Clark. So what they're doing is that they're putting an offensive line in place that can really gel. And they might not be able to get it going right away because of how training camps will be this, this offseason and the lack of time they'll have before the season actually gets going. But this old line that Joe Douglas has put together is going to help the Jets in a lot of different ways. Darnold will be able to throw better, have more protection. Le'Veon Bell will definitely have a bounce-back year. I expect Le'Veon Bell to have a bounce-back year. After the things that has been said about him, I think he's going to bounce back this year. Receiving-wise, the Jets don't have all worldly receivers, but they have a good group of guys. You know, Bashar Perriman, a deep threat. Jameson Crowder's there. Josh Doxon's there. And they drafted Denzel Mims out of Baylor in the second round in this draft. He's going to be a really good player, I think. He's got great size, great ability. Can really stretch the, uh, the field. And they have Chris Herndon returning from injury. Chris Herndon, tight end. He was drafted the same year that Darnold was. And, you know, he's had some injuries that have kept him away from the field. It's a big year for Chris Herndon because the Jets need improved play from their tight ends. Ryan Griffin was a, was a good... Um, he won one of the bright spots for the Jets last year. He caught some touchdowns, developed some good chemistry with Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold has you know improved his completion percentage up to this point for the first year to the second year. So you expect him to continue to go in that same direction. They've got playmakers on the field now. That can really help him. You know, you got Bashar Perriman, you got 
Crowder. Got Mims. Got the tight ends. They also picked up Frank Gore on a one-year deal to help provide that veteran leadership along with Le'Veon Bell. They drafted another running back out of Florida, LeMichael Perrine. He'll be a welcome addition to this team and he'll only help in getting this offense to play better and not be as, you know, stagnant as they were this past season because they struggled to score a lot of points in a lot of games. And they have to do that on a consistent level to compete with Buffalo and Miami and New England. Their defense, Quentin Williams, is due to bounce back this year. He had a tough year last year. You expect to see him play much better. You know, you have the cornerback situation where they did pick up some good cornerbacks in the free agency period. You know, you have Desir. You have Bryce Hall, Brian Poole, Austin's there. They have some decent cornerbacks, ones that can play well. Not all these cornerbacks are lockdown players, but they can be. If they develop into that. They drafted Austin Davia safety out of, of uh, California. Marcus May is back. Healthy. So their secondary has the potential to be good. Pass rush wise. Remains to be seen what they can actually do. Because. It comes down to how well they can. you know First stop the run and then. And they apply pressure on the quarterback. They're hoping that they do have some of those pieces in place. Players who will step up and develop. You know, they drafted a pass rusher out of uh, Florida as well. Hoping he'll provide a good boost. They want to see CJ Mosley really lead this defense. And make them at least relevant. In this year's NFL season. Looking at their schedule that they have. It won't be easy. Sam Darnold is going to be put to the test early on. With the games against Buffalo, San Francisco, Denver, LA. They're really going to have to play well. If Le'Veon Bell is able to have a thousand yards rushing this year. That'll bode well for their chances. In addition to that, if Sam Darnold is able to improve upon his play and really get the Jets to be at least in contention, that would be great. So all across the board, I do see the Jets improving as an offense, as a defense. The key thing for the Jets is they got to be able to stay healthy. Darnold's got to be upright. The running game has to be a factor. Adam Gates really has to coach well. He has to coach well. And if he's able to coach well, and if Darnold's able to lead this offense and be able to make some noise, be able to play well and play well throughout the season, then teams will pay more attention to the Jets. They'll be more talked about. 
And I want to see the New York Jets do well. Just because for so long they have been talked about and haven't been taken seriously enough. And that only comes with having a good record. Having a good play from their quarterback, from their team. I'm confident that they'll probably get the situation sorted out with Jamal Adams. That they'll be able to all put all these pieces together and succeed. Darnold's going to have to really show up progression in year number three. He's the one who, who can elevate the Jets and make them at least in the conversation. They were 7-9 last year. If I had to give a prediction right now on their record, I'm going to go 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. Because I do think that their offense is going to be much, much better. And I think that that defense was on the field a lot last year. And they gave up a lot of points. But the Jackson offense is able to stay on the field more this season, have more time in possession, and be able to get their defense much needed rest and key stops throughout the season. I can see them making a push for a playoff spot. I'm not ready to get them a playoff spot just yet, but I would say that they can definitely go 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. But they're the click on all cylinders. If Darnold's able to win these games on the road, that the Jets have struggled to win games on the road. If they're able to win the games on the road they have against Seattle and at Buffalo, if they're able to surprise some teams early, they'll have a shot at making the postseason. And I look forward to seeing how, how Darnold develops this year. And Gates will definitely be on the hot seat if he doesn't get the Jets to even a better record than he did last year.